With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hawkeye fans, it's time for the Hawkeye Nation radio show with the Polk County iClub, live from the Front Row Sports Bar in Clive on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. everybody. Welcome Hawkeye fans to the HawkeyeNation.com radio show brought to you by the great people of Budweiser and the Polk County iClub. Hey everybody, it's Joe Schmelka, president of the Polk County iClub and uh, we're broadcasting live tonight and every Thursday night from the front row. Best sports bar in town. It's located at 99th and Swanson here in Clive, uh, West Des Moines area. So come on out. We'll be here until 8 o'clock tonight. We got some stuff to give away. I was at the uh, Hawkeye Wrestling Club's uh, golf outing today, and they, uh, they they gave me a few things to give away, so it's awesome. But anyway, get on out here. This is a place to be. This is the best Hawkeye bar, I think, in the state of Iowa. It's uh, Clay Cook's here tonight. He's the owner, and he's just got, I mean, it is, it's like a museum, Hawkeye stuff in here. There's pictures, signed, all kinds of autograph stuff, uh, Dallas Clark jersey, great TVs, all kinds of good things. But the biggest thing tonight is it's steak night. You want to get in here for a steak. Twelve ninety nine for a great sirloin steak, uh, potato, and a salad bar. So come on in and enjoy yourself, and have fun. Like I said, we'll be here every Wednesday or every Thursday night from seven until eight. So get on down here for that. Um, HawkeyeNation.com's premier website of Hawkeye fans. We're going to give away some great prizes. If you're not going over to Kinnick for the game for the Penn State game, you want to be down here at the front row. Great spot to watch the game, and uh, should be a lot of fun here on Saturday night. Should be a little more fun in Kinnick, though, right? Hey, my co-host for the 2017 season, sitting here with me at the front row, is former Hawkeye offensive lineman, Connor Buffelli. Great to have you with us tonight, Connor. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Connor's got the best dog on cheering section in town, I tell you that. He, he's, uh, he's a popular guy, and uh, the show is doing, doing well because he's on it tonight. We've also got the premier uh, Hawkeye guy, uh, the premier Hawkeye fan website. That's HawkeyeNation.com's free website. Get out there. All kinds of great articles, videos, podcasts. Uh, John Miller does a podcast with Steve Dace. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, they were the number one rated uh, radio show here in Des Moines for quite a while in the morning, and they're just awesome. Sports uh, sports radio. So, John, how you doing tonight, buddy? Doing real good. Doing real good, guys. How are you? We are fabulous. We're fabulous. I just got done playing golf in the uh, Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Had the Brands Brothers. I can never tell which one I'm talking to. The two of them are twins. And, man, oh, man, they, they come up and they grab me. They put me in a headlock. And the next thing, I don't know who I'm talking to. But uh, they're, they're fun. Golfing with the Brands Brothers. That must be quite a thing. Well, they had they, they didn't actually golf. Uh, Tom did hit a tee shot, and he sliced it into the woods further than I think it's humanly possible to slice a ball into the woods. And I I, I told him I was going to say that on the air, and he told me if I did, I was in big trouble. So, but they had a they had a great wrestling club outing today. Um, they had thirty two foursomes out at Echo, uh-huh. and uh, we had a great time. Raised a lot of money for Hawkeye wrestlers, so that was outstanding. Hey, let's jump in. Let's talk about uh, last week's game real quick. Uh, anything surprise you, jump out at you there, concerning, positive? You know, just quick analysis. What did you think of the game last week? 
You know, the first half is tough to take anything away from it because I think the officials really got involved in ways that were, let's just say, over-officious. Uh, just didn't have a lot of feel to it. But, you know, I think Nate Stanley continues to, to grow. I think Brian Ferentz, as a play caller, continues to impress the heck out of me. Iowa has a very deep stable of running backs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Pass blocking this year continues to be much improved over last year. Uh, the defense, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know that – I don't know yet that we're exactly sure what we have with this Iowa defense, and they're going to be tested uh, on Saturday night. We'll probably know a lot more after that. Cool. Yeah, John, so obviously the defense is uh, a little bit questionable right now. What Which matchups are you looking for specifically with the Penn State offense? I know they have some uh, pretty talented weapons there on their offensive side of the ball. Biggest concern, uh, and this is, gosh, pick your year, is Iowa linebackers on Saquon Barkley. I think Iowa is going to come out and play in its base defense quite a bit, at least to start. They usually do that to start just to kind of get a feel, a feeling out in the first quarter. And we can all remember back to last year's game against Penn State when Iowa had linebackers lined up on Barkley. I mean, Saquon Barkley is, I mean, Kirk Ferentz this week called him a top five draft pick in the first round. I, I don't disagree with that. He's maybe the most dangerous pass-catching running back there is in college football, and Akram Wadley's on that list as well. So it'll be interesting to see how long Iowa can afford to stay with their base defense before they have to maybe consider um, bringing in an extra defensive back to cover Barkley. But when you do that, then Penn State goes uh, Penn State goes right to the running game. So that's the risk playing base 4-3 versus nickel. Right, I agree. I think they're going to have to substitute some nickel packages in there on Saturday and you know give Penn State a different look than what they've given the, the teams in the first three games, no doubt about it. What do you think of? Uh, it appears to me, John, that Josie Jewell is uh, is a little dinged up. He he mentioned mm-hmm. you know that that everybody's a little hurt after three or four games. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough for him to to stay with some of these guys. He's just got to have a heck of a game, I think, for us to uh, you know contain their offense. Good thing about and I think you're right. I think he is nicked up. The good thing about him is he doesn't have to practice a whole lot uh, to be able to go out and play. He knows the drill. And, you know, senior guys like that, I think Kirk does tend to feel more comfortable if they don't practice as much as opposed to younger guys like that. So I don't imagine Jules going to be on his ankle too much this week. But, yeah, I mean, the linebackers in this game are going to be incredibly key. Those matchups are very, very important, not just because of Barkley, but because uh, Trace McSorley, their quarterback, this is the first true running threat quarterback that Iowa has seen this year. And I also think that that could help keep A.J. Epinesa off the field as much as Iowa fans want him to see because containment, containing the quarterback this week is going to be very important. I'm convinced there's been games in past years where the defensive instructions were to put pressure on the passer but don't run at him. Just keep him in the tackle box and let those linebackers come in and clean up and do the tackling because they didn't want to see a defensive end crash in and miss a big tackle and then that quarterback gets outside. A guy like McSorley with the weapons they have, he gets outside the pocket and running parallel to the line of scrimmage and all those receivers and running backs underneath are following him. That's a dangerous proposition. I, I just I think that the, you got to have the linebackers at full strength because for not only Barkley but also McSorley. Yeah, I, I kind of think everybody's been looking for the Raider package and all the, and all that kind of stuff. I, I think particularly in that Iowa State game, 
and, and even in this last game, I just think we didn't want the quarterback to get outside the tackles and, and get out there in the open area and, you know, create, you know, a kind of a five or six, seven second range where, where our cornerbacks and our safeties and everybody's got to cover their guy forever. Um, it, it seems like we are playing much more of a keep the quarterback in the pocket. <laughs> I just got so much time back there, but, but we're not really putting a ton of pressure on him. We're not doing a lot of that. It seems like we really want to get pressure on the quarterback. We do that little loop thing where the, uh, the twist, defensive yeah. end yeah, kind of twists around and, and comes inside, or obviously we blitz a linebacker or somebody. And, and we really haven't done any of that yet, uh, very, very, very little of it anyway. So I agree with you. I, I think they're just trying to keep the quarterbacks in the, in the pocket and say, hey, try and beat us. You know, we're going to rush seven, we're going to rush four guys and uh, not put a ton of pressure and, and try and beat us, you know, w- with us covering seven guys. So we'll see what happens with all that. Were you surprised that uh, Amani Hooker has, has pretty much taken over at safety, it sounds like? Yeah, not really after seeing both Jervas and Taylor whiff on that long touchdown run that they, that North Texas had. I mean, Jervas's angle was not good, and Taylor oftentimes tries to make a big hit on people without just keeping his head up. So to hear that there's a three-man rotation is not surprising. I, I It'd be nice if there was a little more experience there, but from Hooker to go from you know number three to number one, that tells you that just not a great degree of confidence in the ones and twos. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else jumping out at you? Uh, Smith obviously got his first action at uh, at wide receiver. Geez, he looks like you could put ten or fifteen pounds on him and he'd be a tight end for crying out loud. He is just he's a big yeah. big guy for a true freshman. Um, obviously, the running backs looked really good. Uh, and I mean, we, we got a couple of quick guys, you know, behind, behind, uh, well, Butler's out now for a little while. But anything else jump out at you that, that, that really surprised you or that you think we can really use as weapons going forward? Yeah, I, I really think this for this week, you know, Iowa's fifth or sixth in the nation in time of possession. And they are also up there on the number average plays per drive where Penn State, Penn State's only running 57 plays a game. Iowa's at 75. Penn State's only averaging three or four plays a drive. Iowa's averaging over six. Yet Penn State's averaging 47 points per game. That just tells you we're talking about a lot of big plays for touchdowns for Penn State. I think Iowa wants to get Penn State more towards their side, fewer big plays, make them put the seven, eight, nine, ten play uh, drives together. And I actually think for Iowa to win, it's going to have to be the passing game that does it. And they've missed, been really close a few times on deep balls. But those passes are going to be there because until Iowa beats them deep and hurts them a few times, they're just not going to respect it, just like you saw last year in that game. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the running game obviously sets up the passing game. We need to run the ball well, get the play-action game um, in sync. And then, like you said about the time of possession, if we can hold off Penn State on those explosive plays and we can make them drive the ball and increase their plays on the field, I mean, it's supposed to be a hot, sticky night. I think that can only be an advantage for us. Yeah, no doubt about it, especially when they just haven't been used to being out there um, that long. And and they're, the teams, the three teams they played aggregate together, is, is they're not good. Not even anywhere close to what Iowa has, and Iowa hasn't played a murderer's row either per se. But I think that it's been and, – and they haven't been in a big environment like this for some time. They've ne- None of those players have ever been to Kinnick Stadium, and certainly none of them have ever experienced what it's like to be a visiting team in Kinnick Stadium at night. So – 
don't know if it's Kinnick magic or not, but Iowa is, you know, the against the top five rated teams in the last 10 years, they're four and three. And they are pretty tough to beat. And Penn State's a couple of those wins. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be some some really good stuff going on. Uh, obviously, we got a big home field advantage Saturday night. There's no doubt about that. And I think, you know, this Iowa team, we won by 21 points. And we won the game in overtime against Iowa State. And then last week, you know, we won by a couple of touchdowns and obviously kneeled down, you know, right there at the end of, at the end of the game. And, but we haven't even, I, I just don't feel like we've come close to playing really a clean game. I mean, the, the first game, you know, we had several fumbles. Uh, the Iowa State game, we had a ton of penalties. Uh, and then, uh, and then even this past week, you know, just kind of crazy mistakes. I mean, fumbling the ball out of the end zone. That was a great first drive right down the field and you come away with nothing, you know. And, and then right. uh, the Wadley, you know, high-stepping penalty, another kind of a crazy deal. We did end up scoring there. But, you know, th- this team's had a-, a lot of penalties. And-, and-, and I agree with you, John. We can't we can't do that. And I, I agree with all you've said on HawkeyeNation.com and-, and some of the podcasts and everything about Stanley. My only concern with him is he seems to not secure the ball when he's kind of in the grasp, if you will. And he's right. trying to make these crazy throws, and obviously he's fumbled. What's he fumbled four or five times in the first three games? Can't have any of that stuff. He's really got to clean that stuff up, or uh, you know they'll they'll capitalize on that big time. What's your uh, what's your? We got to run to a break here in a second or two. But what's your prediction, uh, score and prediction for the game? You know, I think Iowa covers something like you know thirty four twenty one. I think Penn State wins thirty four to twenty four, something like that. For Iowa to win, though, I wouldn't be shocked. I think it's got to be like a twenty four twenty one, twenty seven twenty four game. Yeah, I I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. If I if I was betting on the game and it was just even up, I, I think I'd probably you know you, you got to think that Penn State, the number three four rated team in the country, they've got all these offensive weapons, they got a quarterback that you know, can run and pass, and that is really a tough position for the Iowa defense. It's tough for anybody's defense. I don't care right. who it is. But um, it, it's just a difficult It's a difficult thing to do. But, you know, stuff seems to go right, Connor, on, uh, like you said, nights in uh, Kinnick. What's it like What's it like there to, to play in a game in Kinnick on a night game? Well, it's uh, obviously a very, very special environment. I truly believe the Hawkeye fans are the best fans in the nation, and, They'll be drinking all day. They'll be uh, they'll be ready to rock that night. Um, it's uh, and in addition to that, the last uh, three games I've been to, two of them were night games: 2015 versus Pittsburgh, which we won, and last year versus Michigan, which we won. So hopefully we can make it three for three Saturday. I like it. I like that a lot. All right, everybody. Hey, it's time to tell uh, John goodbye for the night, and I uh, hope everything's going good down there, John. Everybody catch all of his articles, podcasts, everything on HawkeyeNation.com, best website out there, and John's got some great, great stuff, lots of video, and a great, great podcast. If you're not listening to podcasts, you should be. It's it's just like a radio show, but you can start it, stop it, listen to it anytime you want to, so it's a lot of fun. Anyway, it's time to take a break. Here from the great sponsors of our show. Please give these supporters of Hawkeye Athletics your business. Remember... Bud Light is the official beer of the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. This is Sports Radio 1460 KXNO. All right. Here we go. Best doggone fans in the nation. Welcome back to the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. Broadcasting live tonight from the front row every Thursday night. Here goes my beautiful wife with my steak dinner. 
that they have out here tonight at the front row. It's an awesome dinner. And uh, uh, so get on out here. They've got that going until 9 o'clock tonight, so you want to get out here if you can. Joe Schmelka, president of the Polk County Eye Club. We're brought to you by Bud Light and All Distributing. They're big sponsors tonight. So anyway, come on out. Join us at the front row, like I said, every Thursday night, 7 to 8. Kenny Griffin's here tonight, best uh, best employee in the whole world, for crying out loud, but I guess he's leaving now. Clay Cook's out here at the front row. He's the owner. Brandon, he's the best bartender in town. I think he won the uh, best bartending award in town, didn't you, Brandon? Something along those lines. So anyway, hopefully everybody's headed over to Kinnick on Saturday. If you're not, this is a great spot to come and watch the game. It's a great spot to watch any of the games, um, but you want to get out here to the front row. It's located at 99th and Swanson. And that's a lot of fun. We've got a couple other quick announcements. I don't have a lot of information on it here with me. It doesn't look like I forgot it. But um, they're going to have a uh, the dance marathon is a big thing over at the University of Iowa. And I know a lot of us that took part of it when we were in college and stuff like that. They're starting to reach out more to the alumni now. And there's actually a chapter here uh, in Des Moines. So we'll have more information on that at on uh, next week's show. Uh, we got a couple of the people uh, are going to come out and they're going to talk to us about uh, the dance marathon that goes on over there and the money that they raise for charity and all the great things that they do with that dance marathon. So be ready for that. Watch for that. And you can always go to the University of Iowa Dance Marathon. I'm sure there's a, a, a Google it, and I'm sure there's a great website and all kinds of things like that. So, all right, joining us now, best source uh, for Hawkeye recruiting information and really all the all the current all the current events and everything like that is uh, Mr. Rob Howe from HawkeyeNation.com. Robbie, out there? I'm here. I'm here. All right. I love it. You always hesitate. See, you just give me that little bit of hesitation and causes the blood pressure to go up just a little bit. What's going on out there in uh, in, in Iowa City this week? Uh, I know you're at you're at Kirk's uh, uh, press conference. Some good things going on. You think that you think they're all ready for Penn State this weekend? I think they will be. Um, as much as Kirk said this week that they're not really. Referring to last year's loss at you know at State College, I'm sure it's being mentioned. I'm sure Chris Doyle is reminding them of what Saquon Barkley said last year. But you know, ultimately, it's just you know, as Connor knows, they just need to practice the way they did before Michigan last year and have that type of focus. Because as we've seen through the first three weeks, too many errors, too many mistakes, too many penalties, too many turnovers. They can't have that Saturday night. They've got to clean the majority, if not all, that stuff up to be able to win on Saturday. Yeah, Connor, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, you, you've been there before when a team's embarrassed you and and you come back and, and the next week, I can't imagine what Doyle's like, <laughs> number one, but then to have to come back and, and, and play a game or, or like in this situation when a, when a player really called you out last year, you know, and basically said, hey, their defense, their guys were down, they were done, they didn't want to play anymore. Uh how much of that's used for motivation? How, how does that whole psychological effect work? Right. Well, I'm sure the the defense has been thinking about that since he said it. So um, I'm sure they really are uh, excited for this game. But at the end of the day, it's about managing your emotions. Um, a big motto at Iowa is do your job. And I think as long as you know offense and defensively we can do our job, we're going to be able to stay in this game and at the end of the day win the game. I love that attitude. Love that outlook. I, and I, I agree with you so much. If everybody just does their job and does it well, I think we'll be very good. Uh, Rob, we got a lot of recruits that are uh, anticipating showing up on uh, on Saturday night. You want to talk a little bit about that, how important uh, the game is for that, for recruiting? 
Yeah, and we mentioned the Michigan game last year, and they had a big group in for that night game, you know, in front of a national television audience. And a lot of those guys stormed the field with the, with the crowd last year, and it, it, it did impact that class. Now, there were guys at that game that ended up committing to Iowa. Other guys that didn't, but, you know, you can't go wrong with a night game at Kinnick when you have, you know, that type of stage. And there's a, roughly 45 to 50 kids will be in there this week. Um, probably, you know, 10 to 12 of those will be kids that they've already have verbally pledged in the 2018 class, but as we see every year with decommitments and things like that, the recruiting doesn't end when a kid commits. you got to stay on it and keep building that relationship, so it's important for them to continue to do that. Um, I think, for me, one of the, you know, the marquee guys that are you know, that are coming in this weekend is David Bell, a wide receiver at Indianapolis, Warren Central. Um, he's got offers from Ohio State, Notre Dame. He was here for the Michigan game last year, so if Iowa could pull off the win against Penn State, that would be another feather in their cap. Um, and his classmate, Justin Britt, uh, a defensive tackle who also has an Ohio State offer in Louisville, schools like that. They are high school teammates with Julius Brent, the most recent commitment to Iowa, the defensive back at a Warren Central. So kind of a network thing there, but um, he, he's obviously a position of need, and he's a t- one of the top players in the mid, you know, regionally. Um, and I think by the time uh, his class rolls around, he'll be one of the top players in the country. There's a running back from Illinois, uh, Quincy, Illinois, Darrell Brock. Uh, I was, was in on him early. Um, he's got, you know, Illinois, Iowa State, Michigan State, Missouri offers. Uh, Sebastian Castro, a safety out of Illinois. Uh, again, similar group, Iowa State, Minnesota, Syracuse offers. Um, uh, another guy that's interesting is Mose Newsom. He's from Waverly Shell Rock, an in-state kid, in-state kid um, who also has an offer from Minnesota. He's a defensive end. Um, and all these kids I'm talking about are 2019 kids. Um, that have these offers, they are high school juniors at this point. So there's still a ways to go with them. But with the recruiting clock speeding up every year, it's really important to get in now and make make some hay with these kids. So that's that's those are some of the highlights of the kids coming in. Another interesting thing is, and I never thought I would see this from a Kirk Ferentz team, but it's just a sign of the times. They're bringing in three kids from Clear Creek and Manor who were in the 2021 class. Um, to translate that, they're freshmen in high school, just starting their freshman years of high school, and they will be visiting. Wow. And one of those young men is, is uh, defensive end T.J. Bowlers. He is the son of Trevor Bowlers, uh, who played at Iowa in the mid-'90s. So um, interesting that, that you know recruiting is picked up to the point where they're, you know high school freshmen are now being invited on uh, recruiting visits a lot more often than they used to be. Yeah, that, it's amazing how recruiting has changed and, uh, and and things are just heating up as they get younger and younger and younger and they keep moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about what's your prediction for the game. What do you think the Hawkeyes need to do to win and uh, what do you, what do you think is going to happen Saturday night? Yeah, for me, for me, guys, it's, I, they've got to do what they've been doing on offense and that's control the clock, control the ball, long drives. You know, that helps their defense to keep them off the field and they don't have to face as many snaps against Penn State's offense, which is one of the best in the country. Great offensive line. Uh, you could argue that, you know, Barkley is the best running back. I would argue that. Uh, McSorley's the best quarterback, and Jasecki's the best tight end. So they've got weapons all over the place. If they can control the ball, use the clock, keep Penn State off the field, I think that's the key to victory. Having said that, I don't think it's going to happen. I've got Penn State winning 31-24. to 
I just think what I talked about earlier, the amount of mistakes I was making, it's still a work in progress. I just At this point, I don't see them cleaning all that up in time to beat a team as polished as Penn State at this point in the season. I wish the game were in November. I'd give them a better chance, but it still would not surprise me if they won on Saturday. Yeah, I think Connor and I would tell you the same thing. I mean, we got a lot to clean up. We got to play a, a really, really good game, and and we got to hope, you know, that that maybe Penn State doesn't play one of their best games. All right, you know, that's and that's that happens. There's no doubt about it. They they got to make some mistakes. We've got to make less mistakes, and then you got a good shot at uh, at winning the game. You'd like to play these guys maybe a little later in the season, but I think it also gives you a barometer uh, to tell you kind of where the team is and uh, and where we're going. With, with the rest of it. So, okay. All right, Rob. Hey, we really appreciate it. Uh, Hawkeye fans, you want to get out there, you want to go to HawkeyeNation.com, check out Rob's articles, check out uh, the website. He's got great videos on the site. He's got great articles about recruiting and all kinds of good things uh, happening on HawkeyeNation.com. Rob, thanks a ton. Enjoy your night and uh, have a great time. All right. All right, we're going to take, uh, take our second break of the night. and we come back, we've got Coach Ken O'Keefe, uh, quarterbacks coach Ken O'Keefe is going to be on the line with us tonight, so we'll have him for uh, 10 or 15 minutes. But let's go ahead and take our second break here at the front row and hear from the great sponsors from our show. Remember, Bud Light is the official beer of the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. This is Sports Radio 1460 KXNO. Almost sellout crowd here tonight, everybody. Almost a sellout crowd here tonight at the front row. I tell you what, they're coming out. It's crazy. It's wild. After the show tonight, I don't, uh, Connor's going to be selling, signing autographs. I don't, I don't know what all's going to go on. So you want to get out here tonight, every Thursday night, the front row. It's located at 99th and Swanson Boulevard out here in uh, the Clive West Des Moines area. And it's a great time. It's a lot of fun. There's steaks. I just had a, a, a bite of my uh, their steak dinner and their baked potato. Oh, man, it's awesome. Twelve bucks gets you a great steak dinner. Thursday nights are steak night out here, six to nine. So you still got plenty of time to come on out to the front row and have a steak and celebrate uh, or have a, have, a, uh, have a nice Bud Light with it as well. So anyway, welcome back to HawkeyeNation.com radio show. It's Joe Schmelka, president of the Polk County Eye Club. And we're brought to you by the great people at Bud Light and Dahl Distributing. Our next segment is uh, the assistant coaches segment, and that uh, segment of the show is sponsored by the Iowa Pork Producers. All right, Joyce and Kelsey and the whole gang down at the Iowa Pork Producers, they do a great job, and we appreciate their sponsorship and their support of the University of Iowa Athletics. Tonight, we're incredibly fortunate to uh, have somebody that's come back to the University of Iowa and I think is making a huge difference with their offense and, and just really, really helping us uh, improve our offensive schemes and things like that. Coach Ken O'Keefe. Coach O'Keefe, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, thank you. Great, great. Uh, just to kind of start it off, uh, tell us a little bit about maybe what you are doing on a daily basis. What's really your, your new role? When you, when you left your offensive coordinator, you went down to the Dolphins and uh, spent some time with an NFL program and, and, and things, and, and now you're back here. What are you What are you working on on a day-to-day basis to help the Hawkeyes? It's pretty simple, coaching the quarterback, you know, day in and day out. That's, uh, that's the job right now, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's keeping everybody busy. <laughs> it's keeping you busy. How have you, uh, how have you seen Nate Stanley improve, and, and, and what are you looking for uh, with him and, uh, against a really elite defense 
that that, ten, that Penn State's going to bring on Saturday? Well, Nate, you know, Nate's a smart guy, uh, and he just uh, continues to improve each day. And uh, you know, he's he's in the developmental stage of kind of uh, you know grasping exactly what we want to do and how we want to do things from an offensive uh, standpoint. And he understands the schemes. He understands what needs to be done, and it's just a matter of uh, you know experience at this stage that uh, you know will help with uh, you know the next the next phase of his improvement. Yeah, coach. So you've you've spent a lot of time with a lot of different quarterbacks, whether it be college, NFL. Tell us uh, tell us some of the traits that you see out of Nathan Stanley that you know you think are comparable to some of the great quarterbacks you've coached. Well, the th- you know the number one thing is uh, you know can you get the ball out of your hands on time uh, so that the rush doesn't get in that everything times up with the receivers the way that you want to and and you know really uh, you know that that begins you know with the, the fundamentals of taking a drop uh, you know you you want a guy that can you know certainly uh, get out from behind the center as quickly as he possibly can get himself set. Uh, you know, the next thing is you you know you want to be able to put the ball where it's supposed to be and you know place it in the in the proper place. You got to be able to have a certain amount of arm strength and timing in order to make that happen. And you know, again, most of your most of your time and rhythm comes uh, you know from your feet. You know, with your drop. You know, whether you're and uh, that kind of thing, through your progress leads. Uh, kind of leads the way but uh you know you know nathan's done a great job of you know improving his his timing and uh and quickening up his game um you know he's seeing things uh you know he's starting to you know see things better uh you know from game one to game three uh and certainly uh you know the the speed of the game will be uh, you know even faster than it has in the three previous games as, as we look at Nathan, you know, he's done a lot of great things. Um, missed a couple of long throws, whatever. That, that's going to happen sometimes. A little bit about ball security. He, he seems to uh, like to uh, throw the ball away a little bit when he was in the grasp. I know he's had some issues with fumbles, I think three or four fumbles in, in, in the first couple, three games. What are you guys doing? Uh, how's, how's he working on that to improve there? Well, it's just it's a matter of making a conscious effort to take care of the ball when you're uh, you're under pressure. You know, it's simple as that, and to be smart with it. Uh, you know, you can't uh, you can't always uh, get rid of the ball, even though you'd like. Uh, so rather than uh, put it put the ball in jeopardy, just take care of it and, and be smart. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know each week we're 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 doing a lot of different things that, you know, to help improve that. But um, you know, from you know, ball security goes to you know, just uh, you know, overemphasizing every little thing of that. But uh, it's it's a matter of him making a cut at this point, and I think I think he uh, he well. He seems to have really done a really nice job. I, I know a lot of times uh, we talk about not getting behind the chains or or whatever the, whatever the term that everybody uses there. It, it seems like particularly in the Iowa State game, there are a lot of third and longs and uh, and things like that. He's done a really nice job in in some real adverse conditions. I mean, that Iowa State game, the crowd there is is rabid. They're crazy. They're loud. 
they're blaring, you know, rock music in there. The band's playing right up to the last second. How does, what are some of the techniques? Are you guys using a lot of hand signals and things like that to communicate in a real loud environment like that? Or how is, how as fans can we help, you know, on the other side of it, disrupt the Penn State offense? I mean, should we just be screaming the whole time? Or what, what can we do to help you guys? Yeah. Well, you know, number one, I think, you know, the, the, uh, the one of one of Nate's real strengths is he's, you know, he's pretty cool as far as, uh, you know, under pressure situations and doesn't really, uh, you know, show much emotion or get rattled. And, uh, and that's something that's, you know, critical when you play on the road, certainly, and, and, uh, and help them an awful lot in, uh, in, in the situation you were describing, especially in the last couple minutes of a ball game that, that's on the line. But, um, <clears throat> you know, the, it, the, everybody prepares with music. Everyone prepares with crowd noise. Everybody, you know, uses, you know, the signals, et cetera. So, um, you know, everybody makes an effort to take the fan and the atmosphere out of the game as much as they possibly can. And, uh, and you know, is, you know, I uh, we don't concern ourselves with it, you know, or make a big deal about it. And I'm sure most teams don't. So, but there's no atmosphere like being in Kinnick Stadium in a big ball game. And I'm sure uh, our fans will will. Uh, you know, rise to the occasion like they always do, and uh, and play their part, which uh, which which is extremely valuable. So, uh, you know, we just have to let the whole thing unfold and go from there. Coach, I know um, Nate Stanley gets a lot of the blame when the when the offense isn't playing so well, but you and I both know that it's uh, it's a matter of eleven guys playing together. What do you think are the biggest uh, strides the offense needs to make as a whole? To uh, to win this game against Penn State. Well, we did, you know the number one thing is you need to, you know you need to play together uh, you know and, and play hard you know the entire sixty minutes of the game and and, uh, and take you know take great care of the football and and uh, you know execute in the, in the critical down situation. You know it's it, it, it's it's pretty simple ball game and uh, it doesn't change uh, you know and. Those are the things that you know, work on every day of practice. Uh, we try to teach our guys to rely on the fundamentals that they're taught from day one and the technique that they use. Uh, you know when they uh, you know perform their jobs at each position uh, and fall back on their training. You know when the big moments occur. Uh, you know because that's usually what happens anyway. And, and just stay focused on on those fundamentals and. And, and you know the biggest thing is you want to keep your you know your uh, your poison composure in the big moments and look for opportunities to make big plays. All right, a uh, personal question. Okay, you're back in Iowa City now and everything like that. Uh, I'm sure it's changed a little bit. For the most part, you know, it, it, it seems to remain the same. Where, where's your favorite restaurant? Where's where's the place you like to go and 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 like what's your favorite meal or something like that? Yeah, I'm a, that's a great question. I, I, I don't get out a whole lot, so I, you know, I've uh, you know my uh, you know spots like uh, the coach's corner and places like that. You know, you know, I might grab a sandwich there from time to time. But, uh, you know, we uh, you know we kind of just uh, hang at home and we have a few extra seconds and, uh, and uh, you know get something going on the grill. But uh, the uh, you know there's a million good restaurants to choose from. You know, and 
uh, you know, if, if I got out more, I'd probably have a better opinion of things. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, what's something that you brought back you think that, that you really picked up in the pro game, if you will, that, that you're utilizing, you know, at the University of Iowa or, or coaching now? I mean, you were gone, what, four or five years? And, uh, and, and now you're back. Is there something that, that, that you pick, really picked up? Or what would you feel about the impact of being in the pro game for four or five years and then coming back to the University of Iowa? Well, I mean, you know, it's, there's really only one difference between the pro game and, and, uh, and, and college football from a coaching standpoint. And that's, you know, in college, you know, there's a recruiting aspect. And in the NFL, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's all football all day, you know, all the time. Uh, you know, so really that's, you know, that's the biggest difference. The, the teaching of the X's and O's, uh, you know, re, you know, remain uh, the same. The focus, uh, the focus on fundamentals might be a little stronger at the college level of the development of the players, uh, certainly because of how, you know, college football is structured difficult to develop players in the NFL because of, uh, uh, you know, time, <clears throat> time constraints on uh, uh, coaching contracts and head coaches, uh, you know, that are expected to win immediately almost, which is tough to build teams like you used to be able to build teams, uh, you know, at the professional level. But at the college level, I you know, certainly feel that uh, that's you know, our, our greatest strength, it's one of the things that Kirk has always believed in and always uh, done a great job with, and that's, you know, developing, you know, developing the younger talent that we have here, spending time doing that with, you know, with our coaching staff and making sure that, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we allow our guys to get to the point where they can, they can reach their, uh, their full potential as players. And, you know, again, it's, it's different where it's, you know, Chris Doyle and his staff and what they're able to do with the strength and conditioning program, uh, you know, really helps, uh, helps us grow and, and, uh, and develop, you know, physically. And the, and the science of sports has changed so much in the last five, even the last five, you know, years, never mind ten, uh, the way that we're able to, you know, monitor, um, uh, athletic performance during practice, uh, you know, keep track of hydration, um, you know, do all kinds of things we weren't able to do 10 years ago that uh, really help us help the players perform at, at their uh, at their peak, you know, on game day. So, and, you know, the pro level, all that gets done as well. And probably they, you know, they certainly have unlimited budgets to make sure that gets you know that gets done daily, but uh, you know the bottom line is that uh, it's more of a you know the strength and conditioning at the p- professional level for the most part is going to be a little bit more uh, maintenance like. Uh, the rookies and maybe even the second year players might be on some of a somewhat of a developmental program, but not like our freshmen sophomores would, you know would be or redshirt freshmen and sophomores would be either. So. Anyway, those are the differences that um, you know that I that I see. What about the and this final question before we let you get the heck out of here and get get back to whatever you're doing tonight? Hopefully, hopefully grilling something on the grill. Yeah, um, you know, I what about the, what about <laughs> what about what about that with the uh, the Stu and Lenore Hanson? You know, they're they're great supporters here from uh, from Polk County and, and the Des Moines area. 
um, that the performance center, the operations center, the football uh, facility that's there. I don't think that was really there and in place when you were there the first time. No, nope, it, it was uh, obviously it was a, it's a positive. Huge, you know, huge. It was, uh, you know, it was a, a, a dream, a big dream for quite a while, and and uh, you know, Stuart Lenoir made a, you know, a giant impact in making that come, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, come to life along with, uh, you know, uh, Bruce uh, Rastetter too, and you know, we just, you know, we we love the facility. It's, a, you know, it's, you know, I don't know if there's a better facility anywhere. To be perfectly honest with you, after visiting a bunch of them, working different guys different places out when i was in the nfl but um you know it's it's a huge advantage for us uh our kids uh love it number one they really appreciate it as everybody in our entire program appreciates uh you know that um uh, that facility and, and we take nothing for granted but you know, we can't thank all the folks that helped build that and and, and, uh, and donated, uh, you know, their time and their money to to make that possible because it's, uh, you know, it's it is a huge advantage for uh, for our program and, and uh, our guys just love it. That's awesome. It's it's a beautiful facility. The thing's phenomenal, and, and it's uh, it's a true testament to the success that that you guys and Kirk and, and really all the Hawkeyes that have run through there have had. Coach, really appreciate your time tonight. Um, I hope you enjoy uh, a, a, a hot dog or whatever you're having tonight, and, and we're going to be out there screaming and yelling for you guys and, and the team on Saturday at Kinnick, and it should just be an incredible environment on a great night for football. So here we go. All right, everybody, okay. it's time to take our final break. Here from the great sponsors of our show, please give these supporters of Hawkeye Athletics your business. Remember, Bud Light is the official beer of the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. The Sports Radio 1460 KXNO. going to hear some ACDC in that stadium on Saturday night, everybody. There's no doubt about that. Kinnick Stadium is going to be rocking Saturday. we got uh, one of the top five teams in the country coming to play, and it should be a lot of fun. It should be an incredible environment. There's still some tickets available. I don't know why there'd be any tickets available. We need to sell out. So get out there, buy some tickets, get over to Kinnick Stadium on Saturday night, and uh, have a great, great time. If you're in the odd-numbered sections, you're supposed to wear black. If you're in the even-numbered sections, you wear gold, okay? The stadium's going to be striped like it's been in the past. Incredible environment. A lot of fun. Should be a great time. Uh, I'm Joe Schmelke here, president of the Polk County Eye Club, welcoming you back to the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. We're broadcasting tonight and every Thursday night from the front row down here on Swanson Boulevard in the Clive West Des Moines area. So come on down and join us. they got a great steak dinner deal tonight. And uh, have a cocktail, have a Bud Light, and enjoy the radio show. we got a great crowd back here tonight, and should be a really, really fun time this weekend. If you're not going over to Kinnick, you want to stop down here in the front row and watch the game. I also hope you'll think about joining the iClub. Hey, uh, that helps uh, University of Iowa Athletics and helps the Hawkeyes compete in all sports. So visit uh, the website at www.polkiclub.com for information on events in the Des Moines area. We're going to have a winter sports luncheon coming up the first week in November. All right? Good time to get involved with that and uh, check it all out. We'll have all the coaches from the winter sports teams come over, Coach Brands, Coach Bluter, and uh, Coach McCaffrey will be over here. 
We're also looking for new folks to join the Polk County iClub board. So head on out to jointheiclub.com to become a new iClub member and get involved with the Polk County iClub. All right? All right, Connor. We got a big game this weekend. I think we're going to find out where we are as a team and uh, how good we can be. Uh, what's your what's your keys to victory and what's your prediction for the game? Yeah, before before I get there, I want to give a quick shout out to family and friends here that have come for the first uh, two or three radio shows, and I also uh, want to give a shout out to uh, my parents and uh, other extended family and friends at uh, the Junction Twenty One Bar in Northeast Iowa tonight. Um, I'm sure they're having a good time drinking. Um, Keys to the game, I think it's going to be matchups. It's uh, Obviously, they have a, a great quarterback in McSorley and a great running back in Barkley. How are we planning on stopping Barkley? Are we having the, the linebackers covering him? Um, that'll be a big key. And then how are we getting pressure on McSorley? I think if we're bringing in some of these nickel defenses, we need a, some kind of more exotic um, pressure packages. Are we stunting on the D-line? You know, I don't know the answers. That's why I'm here talking about it. Um, I think it's going to be keeping that time of possession as we talked about earlier. I mean, we're top five right now and holding on to the ball. And, you know, last game alone, we doubled uh, North Texas's uh, time of possession. I think we need to do that again. I think um, turnovers are always a uh, key to the game. We need to hang on to the ball. And we need to force turnovers from Penn State's offense. What's the score? What's your prediction? Uh, I think it'll be eerily similar to last time Penn State came to Kinnick. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going 24-21 Iowa. 24-21 Iowa. I love that score. I love that score. I agree with you 100%. We gotta find a way. You can't stop these guys. You gotta find a way to contain them. You gotta find a way to make them earn every point, every yard. And, uh, I think we've, we've gotta create some turnovers. We haven't done the greatest job of that this year so far, but I think Josie Jewell's gotta, gotta have some big hits. We've gotta cause a couple turnovers. We gotta win the special teams battle. I don't know exactly what that is, but we gotta win that for sure. And, uh, just gotta play clean football. We can, we can clean this thing up. We've got so much potential on this team. There's so much talent. And I love Brian Ferentz coaching our offense right now, man. It's so much more exciting and it's just, it's a ton of fun. And uh, I think things are going to look really good for the Hawkeyes. I'm going to go 27-17. I think the Hawkeyes take it to them in Kinnick Stadium. And I think the crowd really plays a big, big role in the game. I don't think Penn State's ready for the Kinnick crowd. So we'll take it from there, okay? All right, Hawkeye fans. This is Joe Schmelka, president of the Polk County Eye Club. For Connor Buffelli, John Miller of HawkeyeNation.com, we're inviting you to come out to the front row next Thursday night, 7 o'clock, we talk about the Hawkeyes' victory over Penn State. Thanks again to our great sponsors of tonight's show. Remember, enjoy the game with a cold Bud Light. Go Hawks!